The opioid crisis continues to be of grave concern here in the state of Washington between February 2022 and February 2023. The state had the largest percentage increase of drug overdose deaths in the country, the majority of which involving synthetic opioids like fentanyl. And the problem is just as severe locally as per capita opioid overdose death rates in Whatcom County exceeded the statewide average for the first time in 2022. And aside from those statistics, you really don't have to look very hard to find someone you know who has been impacted by this epidemic. Joining me now is U.S. Representative Rick Larson. He represents Washington's 2nd Congressional District and recently released a report analyzing the ongoing opioid crisis here in northwest Washington, including Whatcom County. Thanks for coming on today, Rick. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. It's my pleasure. I'm glad you're covering this, uh, covering this important issue that's important to a lot of folks. Yeah, so where do you start in preparing such a consequential and grave report like this? Well, actually, to start before the pandemic, uh, in 2016, Congress passed the Comprehensive Addiction Recovery Act, which was a major piece of federal legislation to set up some tools for states and local governments and healthcare providers to use to attack, at the time, what was uh, a prescription drug abuse and a heroin problem. Um pandemic came and kind of, you know, destroyed the momentum we had in addressing that issue. Meantime, fentanyl found a place in our communities and exploded. Um, the good news from the report is that the tools that we established in, the, in that bill from 2016 are still applicable, and we can regain the momentum that we had fighting the drug epidemic in our community uh, before the pandemic. We can regain that momentum now after the pandemic with those same tools. Yeah, so this was one of the big points of the report um, that you noted. The COVID-19 pandemic had that kind of hampering the progress that was made previous to that. Uh, can you kind of expand on what effect the pandemic had? Yeah, well, sure, uh, sure absolutely. Because it, a lot of treatment and recovery uh, tools that we use require one-on-one um, -on -one counseling, group counseling, healthcare providers, substance abuse counselors, meeting directly with uh, addicts, people who want to get treatment, want to be in recovery. And the pandemic kind of broke that tie because of social distancing, um, the, 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 the pain of dying from COVID or getting COVID was far greater than anything that we've seen. And, and, that, and it kind of broke that tie that people would have. Um, meanwhile, uh, the fentanyl really emerged a lot during the pandemic. Uh, you know, we saw cases uh, sorry, I uh, saw interdiction of number of pills increased by 25 times in Whatcom County uh, in that same period of time. So uh, Whatcom County wasn't alone with those increases, but the pandemic really broke the model that we used um, uh, to do treatment and recovery. And then um, that, you know, that plus the pandemic and the loneliness, the isolation uh, really exacerbated problems that people had. Yeah, so talking about Whatcom County, um, from the report, it seems like there is a uh, drop in the price of fentanyl here in Bellingham, uh, just kind of adding to the ease of access around the area. Uh, in, from what you've seen, is this because of kind of our proximity to the border, or why does this crisis seem to be so much more grave around Whatcom County? Well, I, I don't know exactly. It's a great question. I've been asked it several times. I don't know exactly the cause there, because it's, it's not proximity to Canada. Um, it is, uh, fentanyl is, is largely imported in the United States through the land ports of entry across the U.S.-Mexico border by Americans. That's what we know. Um, U.S. citizens as participating with the cartels that are based in Mexico. 
And so uh, it, it could be because it comes to our border and stops that uh, that's why there's so much in Whatcom County. I don't know, but I do know that you know one of the recommendations is to uh, fund the interdiction that we get uh, from our the Whatcom County Drug Task Force, the Skagit County Drug Task Force, the Homish County Drug Task Force, the women and men who are on the front line going undercover to um, find out who really the bad guys are and then find out those networks of people. And then, of course, they work with federal law enforcement uh, to, um, to uh, raid and interdict and arrest these folks. So talking about demographics in terms of who is this affecting, when you were uh, writing this report up, what did you find in terms of who this is affecting um, disproportionately in terms of age group or race or ethnicity? Well, certainly uh, in the age group, it's uh, easy, easier to, to look at. The escalation of drug use during the teen years is uh, really increased. You see um, you know, 22 to 23-year-olds uh, um, uh, reporting, 28% of the 22 to 23-year-olds reporting drug use. But 18 and 19-year-olds, you see 21%, 23% of those folks reporting drug use. Uh, gets less, frankly, at 17 and 18 and and down to 12 years old, it's like 2% reporting. But you're really sort of looking into that um, uh, high teen, just post-teen. And then you see that 22-year-olds uh, like through 29-year-olds 20, um, reporting, you know, 20 to 28% um, of them using drugs. Then it drops yeah, at 30 years uh, um the 15, 16% continues to drop over time. So, you know, that's, it really, it really indicates, boy, if you could really do the prevention side early on, uh, education early on with younger people, uh, that's really where we can make some impacts and then track those and support those younger people throughout time, uh, we can hopefully decrease those numbers of folks using drugs as they get older. So talking about uh, the effects of the opioid crisis and the effects on tribes, uh, the Lummi Nation recently had that fentanyl crisis. They declared a state of emergency last year. Um, Lummi Nation Chairman Anthony Hilaire just spoke on Capitol Hill, and this has been a big thing recently. Uh, where does your findings in your report and your policy recommendations kind of intersect where, with where the Lummi Nation and other local tribes are kind of asking for uh, government support here? Yeah, Chair Hilaire has been a great advocate on behalf of his members um, when it comes to the fentanyl uh, and drug use among his members. But those lessons that he talks about and the pain he talks about are shared um, with non-tribal communities as well. And uh, I've had a chance to talk with Tony uh, about what we can do. And I think what's really critical here is that tribes um, need to have, the tribal police authorities need to have the same authorities that non-tribal authority, non-tribal police authorities have, because otherwise the cartels see our reservations as a weak spot because we we refuse. So far, the federal government refuses to give tribal police authorities the same uh, same police and law enforcement authorities as non-tribal um, police authorities. So that becomes a weaker spot that that cartels will use. It's unfair to the tribes. It's based in history, uh, bad history, and we need to recognize that you're wearing a uniform. People are trained e equally, and they can do the law enforcement. So I think that's that's one thing. The second thing I've learned 
talking with, with Tony and, and other tribes around, around the area, is that tribal members respond best to treatment and recovery when that service is provided by other tribal members. So you see the Tulalips, the Swinomish, uh, the Lummi, um, uh, putting, um, putting resources into treatment and recovery dollars for their members and um, that, are, that are particular to their, their culture. Um, been, I've, 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 worked, I've worked with the Lummi and toured with the Lummi, some of the things they do to help, uh, as part of recovery, help teach their members to reconnect with their own culture um, so that they understand it, they're not alone. That's something that their, their life is, is just bigger than their own that is connected to a broader community. So I think it's important that we recognize tribes um, have a special, uh, I would say, a unique way to touch with, get in touch with other, other members. And we need to recognize that, fund that, as well as then recognizing that um, reservations, because of laws that go back a long way, end up creating gaps in that law enforcement space that uh, cartels take advantage of. So what kind of work on the ground have you done to kind of meet the people this opioid crisis is affecting here in Whatcom County and just the greater northwest Washington area? Yeah, just this year, I've had 15 separate meetings with a variety of, uh, of folks from law enforcement, including the uh, Wacom Gang and Drug Task Force and Opioid Response Group in December, the Skagit uh, Drug Task Force as well. I attended the National Tribal Opioid Summit in August to Layla Preservation, uh, where I met with federal officials and tribal officials. Uh, I met with uh, folks who are involved in the recovery um, community at Evergreen Evergreen Manor Family Services uh, Tour in Everett, which is a new facility opened up for quite treatment for moms who are experiencing withdrawal from, from opioids uh, as well. Uh, I guess the, the, big, the big message I want to make is that my report isn't based on the things that uh, I just made up out of whole cloth. It's based on pretty extensive outreach to the communities um, around my district. Uh, from tribal to law enforcement to substance abuse counselors uh, to healthcare providers, and, and to try to you know trying to find that new level. What is that reset button when you push it? What does it look like in terms of um, finding out how we need now to attack fentanyl in our communities? And the report does that, and then makes a variety of recommendations in four key areas: uh, prevention, interdiction, treatment, and recovery. Mm-hmm. So were there any specific takeaways after writing this report that either really surprised you or you thought that people should really know about that maybe a lot of the general public doesn't already know about? Well, I think that people generally understand that fentanyl is in our communities. I don't know if they truly understand how deep it is in our communities and how it, it, how it attacks people differently than, say, a heroin or just a prescription drug abuse. Um, problem. And th it requires, therefore, a much more intense treatment and a much more intense recovery process. I think the second thing is, is this doing this report is, is a good reminder that the person who's an addict is a victim. They aren't the problem. The problem is the person who is selling. The problem is the person who is supplying the seller. And so um, doing prevention early on, education early on, um, in our schools, as well as doing prevention and education in our senior centers, in our community health centers, in our public health is all very important. And then supporting our local law enforcement 
to really go, you know, undercover and help catch the bad guys while we um, help the people in our communities who are addicted and treat them less as uh, their uh, victims, but more as people who can be treated and who can recover and who can be uh, productive members of society again. Uh, there are many uh, examples of that happening, and uh, we need to not lose sight of that. Um, uh, so taking a, taking a full-spectrum look at this problem and attacking it in a full-spectrum way is really, really important. Mm-hmm. So as you kind of noted, the report concludes with your policy recommendations to help address this crisis. Um, what do you see as the next steps are in the hunt to introduce legislation that will uh, address the problems that you've laid out? Well, I've outlined um, it, um, there, outlined several recommendations that we can take. Uh, just a couple of uh, bills that I'm going to co-sponsor is parity for tribal law enforcement that will allow tribal officers to enforce federal law, and that's going to help them deal with um, attacking fentanyl from an interdiction perspective. We need to modernize our opioid treatment access um, as well. Uh, I think um, that's important. Uh, One bill I'm going to write and introduce has to do with funding these multi-jurisdictional drug task forces, like your Whatcom County Drug Task Force, to be sure they have resources to operate, to go undercover, to attack the suppliers in our communities, as well as um, I'll be introducing legislation that will look at the displaced worker issue. That is, workers who are displaced because they become addicts. And how can we help people who are of uh, employment age um, get over their addictions and back into the workforce? Um, and th- this is a variety of things that we can work on. But it is, it's not one, a one-bill-fits-all um, solution. But I think what the report really outlines is that there are, there are ways that my office can support solutions in our communities, and I'm going to do that. So how can people give you their thoughts, feedback, uh, experiences regarding this opioid crisis that has impacted the lives of so many around our area? Yeah, I encourage people to write the office. You can email my office uh, anytime with their experiences. You can go online. The report is on my website at uh, larson.house.gov. Um, and I'd like love people. We, we are distributing it, and I'd love people to give it a read and get back to me with their thoughts. Um, uh, we'd like to improve upon it. We'd like to find solutions and uh, bring the bring the resources and the weight of the federal government into solutions. And so I really encourage folks to go to my website, um, uh, larson.house.gov, and let me know what you think. Once again, that was Rick Larson, U.S. Representative for Washington's 2nd Congressional District. His report details the effects and potential solutions regarding the opioid crisis here in northwest Washington. And for those of you who want to learn more, you can find a link to that full report on our website, mybellinghamnow.com. Thanks for taking the time to talk today, Rick. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot.